0: Hey, out there in podcast land, it is I, Greta, joining you for Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. We're on gentleness, and today our scripture comes from the book of Galatians, the sixth chapter and the first verse. The New American Standard Bible reads Brothers and sisters, even if a person is caught in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, to restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you are not tempted as well. This scripture has so much to unpack. So we will start at the beginning. The very first, Paul is speaking to the church in Galatia. And right up front, we know that there's been some trouble, right? <laughs> Someone or some ones have been doing something that is not considered appropriate. Is that a shock to you? Sometimes, you know, Christians, we get caught in doing things that are ungodly or something that other Christians um, just can't really believe that we would do that. Paul is telling us that. He acknowledges the battle that we have as both being children of God and learning to live in the spirit and still being very much humans living with our flesh. Yes, as we mature in our relationship with Christ, we learn to crucify that flesh more and more, but we still are going to make mistakes. We will still do things that aren't pleasing to God, in other words, sin. And therefore, we're always in a constant state of needing to ask for forgiveness. I don't want you to confuse that with, you know, once we accept Christ, our salvation is sealed and we have been forgiven. But we still battle with our flesh and we need to come before God and acknowledge when we're not doing things that are pleasing to him that are in accordance with his word or his will for our life. The battle only comes to an end when either God calls us home individually or if we're still remaining alive when Jesus returns. Other than that, it's a battle. The lesson that I get is that don't, we shouldn't seek to sin, right? But if you do, know that it hasn't taken God by surprise. When he died for you, he knew that you would still screw up sometimes. And we as being children of God, we have the privilege of coming to him and saying, I screwed this up and I'm sorry and help me to do better. Remember the Psalms from David? They are replete with him acknowledging his failure and how he needed God and we're no different. Second, Paul gives us the way to correct each other when we fall. And I think this is why we have the Proverbs that talk about encouraging words and that our words should be sweet as a honeycomb. Who wants to be told that they did something wrong harshly? Who wants to be corrected with with a yell or cutting words? Not me. No, I wish to be corrected in a manner that demonstrates the maturity of the person and the love that they have for me, the compassion that they have for me, that they can separate their emotion in order to see me and the situation clearly. Then they can bring me in so that I can look at the situation through their lens from a different lens and see, you know, the mistakes that I made. This fosters community and love, not ridicule or punishment. Third, I believe this scripture shows us why we want to be gentle with each other when they when you see another brother or sister who is falling, simply because we may find ourselves on the other end one day. That when we correct others, we should also do a self-examination. That's what Paul is saying. Remembering, you know, our scriptures, because I know that you are all Bible scholars out there, we have all fallen short and come short of the glory of God we have all sinned so we can't think that we're better than someone else so being gentle when we bring them forward or you know bring them into you know another room to kind of allow them to see what they've done and the implication of what they've done or what they've said it needs to be done in a gentle manner because sooner or later you may find yourself on the other end we extend grace to each other because it's the right thing to do And because we want it done to us. Your love, your loved one that you're caring for will need extra grace, extra patience, require you to be extra gentle as they go through this journey of uncertainty and perhaps finality. You owe it to your God, you know, the Lord God, the Lord your God, to yourself and to the dear person whom you're caring for to speak softly to offer a soft touch, to create an environment where they are nurtured and loved. I know that you can do it. It just requires you to make the choice to do so. And so I implore you just as Paul did to the Galatians, brothers and sisters, learn how to speak with sweetness and gentleness because it's the right thing to do and you want it done to you. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for this scripture today that reminds us that we're not perfect. (laughs) Even though sometimes we may try to think that we are, we are not. The scripture tells us that you know that we're not perfect. That's why you came for us and that you continue to extend grace and mercy to us because we need it and you extend that with a gentle hand. Help us too to extend a gentle hand to others as they may say the wrong thing to us, do the wrong thing, spill the coffee on the, on the couch, throw up in your whatever it is, Lord. Help us to extend grace and respond to them in a gentle spirit that lets them know that they are loved and that we're there with them. We love you and we honor you today with our lives. Thank you for this time together where your word says where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. Thank you for revealing more of who you are to us and giving us the opportunity of deeper fellowship with you. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a good day today, guys, and go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.